everybody. Welcome to the Phases Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. What's behind the drop in the Treasury 10-year yield? That is the big question as we start out the third quarter. You know, a variety of reasons have been floated trying to explain what's been going on here, and for good reason. I mean, quite frankly, this development was not widely anticipated, to say the least, and I'll certainly put myself into that category as well. So I wanted to do is break it down, take a look at what explanations hold water, and perhaps what fall into the more don't believe the hype category. But before we get there, let's just just go through, you know, what has been going on with the 10 year. You know, obviously we hit a peak reading of about 175 to end Q1. And then the 10 year found a trading range in Q2 of about one and a half to one and three quarters. Obviously skewed a little bit to the downside, but you know, up quite a bit when you're looking at the low of about 0.5. Uh, where we were in August of last year. Geez, that's almost a year ago now. So as recently as June 28th, the 10-year Treasury yield closed at 152. And here we are in the opening days of July, and we got down to 129. That's the decline that I wanted to talk to you about. And some of the key reasons that are being floated for this decline include flight to quality and growth concerns coming from the Delta variant of COVID, um, a perceived hawkish shift from the Fed where if they were to pursue an exit strategy such as tapering or a first rate hike too soon, perhaps that's a little bit too much for the economy to handle. And, and then another reason which is interesting, the Treasury has been aggressively paying down net issuance of debt so far this year. And, and to use the old you know, NFL expression, right, when we're watching on, on the video there, upon further review. I'm going to say I think the decline in the 10-year yield has been more technical in nature. And I admit the last leg to the downside certainly had a flight to quality feel to it, but it, it didn't appear to be the key catalyst behind the downward move that got things going. And if there really were major concerns, wouldn't risk assets have sold off as well? I mean, in the U.S., in the bond market, investment grade and high yield spreads remained at their respective tights, and the S&P 500 was hovering near its recent high watermark. And then you have short positions. That's the expectation that there could be a further increase in yield. They had to capitulate. They had to cover in. Those, those shorts had to be reversed. And there's an also an enormous amount of cash that continues to look for a home. And U.S. Treasuries, to use the phrase, right, are essentially the best house in a bad neighborhood with respect to yields available, especially on a, in a sovereign debt kind of standpoint in the developed world. And, and you know, Kind of on another note, looking at, at technical analysis, some key support and resistance levels were eclipsed, and that provides further momentum to the downside. Looking at it from the Fed, think about this for a second. The 10-year Treasury yield actually rose almost 10 basis points in the immediate aftermath of the June FOMC meeting. So, you know, don't know if that holds water either. And then let's get finally to the Treasury. Yeah, they've been paring down net issuance so far this year, but it's been essentially all in T-bills, more than $700 billion in the T-bill sector. Coupon sizes, like the 10-year we're talking about here, they have actually gone up. They're up by $14 billion as compared to where they were in early 2020 on a monthly auction basis. So back to my opening remarks. 
don't believe the hype. The same forces, solid post-pandemic economic recovery, inflated concerns that are out there as well that help push the 10-year yield to higher ground earlier this year have not gone away. And don't forget the Fed. They meet here later in July. We have the Jackson Hole Symposium that Fed Chairman Powell will more than likely be speaking at in August. And then after Labor Day, as we start flipping the calendar, can you believe it, into the fall, another Fed meeting in September. So a lot going on, not necessarily going to be summer doldrums here in the bond market. So let's stay tuned. With that, I'm going to sign off. Hope everybody's having a great summer. Take care and be well. And before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at wisdomtree.com. Read it carefully.